0: women like pearl and other ladies in the manosphere yeah. they're they're teaching women how to better like losers do you think that they're really doing that or do you think that they're just taking advantage of weak men who just want to feel like there's a woman out there that understands them i yeah, think kind of both both an expert. So, I don't know, I, I always find female
1: influencers, regardless of what they're doing, there's always that element of, hey, I want to appeal
0: to an audience. Compared to a man, that drive is a little bit more than, than what a man's drive is. That they're always like, hey, you know, how can I appeal to an audience? So, a lot of it is just saying to men what they want to
2: hear. Maybe percent of the head of half-household is a woman, because most of the men who should be in the household they cannot make a decent living and of course it's better to know that a child will be fed 12 months out of the year
3: and than- now remember what I've said before remember what I always say um for a lot of these women uh their baby their baby daddy is the government right <laughs> a lot of these women black women especially during those times sold a lot of these men out <laughs> a lot of these black men were incarcerated. When all these programs came in, and one of the rules was that there couldn't be a man in the household, they thought about themselves. They claim to think about the family, but they really think about themselves, because if they were thinking about a family, they would have kept the father around.
2: Three months, what's during doing the summer when construction work can make decent
4: living? The the man-in-the-house rule was written to prevent welfare cheating, to make sure that aid to families with dependent children would go only to families headed by mothers. But the effect of the the man-in-the-house rule is to create for children an atmosphere of investigation and surveillance. And thus, the welfare
0: system in its operation turns out to be a system to make life harder for children.
5: There you go. The welfare system helps the disintegration of the American family. So there's oh, a reason money I'm, I'm defending oh,
0: freedom of speech. Free speech is the mechanism by which we keep our society functioning. Put the finger on problems, articulate what those problems are, solve them, and come to a consensus. Oh. And we risk losing that. And we have to be able to say what we have to say badly, or we won't be able to think at all. Let's look at Christianity. ha mm-hmm. <laughs> ha. That was said, "My religion is Christianity, not mine." Not mine. That's a wicked religion. That's right. That religion came out of hell. That's right. I say, "What? Jeez. Jesus started Christianity, did not? No. You can't find nowhere in the Bible that Jesus started a religion called Christianity. That's, That's right. what you've been taught." That's right. And because you didn't know no better, you went out professing, well, oh, my religion is Christianity. Well, you say Christian is not in the Bible. I didn't say that. No. Let's see where they were first called Christians at. Acts chapter 11 and verse 26. That's it. And when he had found them, he brought them unto Antioch. And what? And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church. Yeah. And taught much people. Taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians. The, the disciples was called Christians. First. First in Antioch. They was first
4: called
2: Christians in a place called Antioch. Antioch. Because they so saw- I really would like you to, you know, take me to Dubai. Or, <laughs> shopping
4: Get no, shit on,
3: bitch. It's like you acting like a whole different type of person, though. Know? Like, uh-oh. Going shopping, going <laughs> to Dubai. <laughs> Trips, you gotta do anything. That's 304 slut. Hold up, hold
6: up. Another 304 slut. Let's continue.
2: Cool. And then you can surprise me, like, with a really cute, cute bracelet. Don't you like this? I think I deserve a little more. Don't you think?
3: You might, but not for me.
2: So, what are we doing here?
3: We're always getting to know each other. See,
2: I like your watch. Wouldn't that be a cute set together on me?
3: You might need to go to Johnny Day and get you one there.
2: Uh, Let's go. No, I
3: didn't, say, I didn't say we. I said you. No, we. There is no we.
2: So I'm asking you for certain things, and I don't like to hear no. Uh,
3: again, I don't... No, you not my girl.
2: How about we go ahead and end this? I'm just going to go ahead and get out your car because you're not giving me the things that I'm wanting.
3: So okay. what does that make you do? You want to put on a nice road, try to sweet talk me, get me all comfortable. Then you want to ask me for something. It's not happening. <laughs> you go there and you can get out my car.
5: How about that?
6: This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness
4: and self-development, do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended.
6: This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We have to go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Thoughts and scandal ass women should not be tolerated. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy.
3: do nothing last night but I got off of work today so I'm finally recording at five six o'clock in my car another episode It's wrong! Jersey, Judah, back once again with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. All right? On this episode, let me close this fucking sunroof real quick. 61 fucking degrees it's March guys go figure 61 fucking degrees can you believe it but on this episode I have a question questions gonna pretty much be the topic or at the very least the name of this episode are single mothers big business are single mothers big business? And if so, how are single mothers big business? We got some uh, statistics to go over. I was going to read it, but then I decided, fuck it. I'm going to just use the reader that I have on my phone. Then we got a video by a content creator called the Asian Republican. What the? The Asian Republican on YouTube have uh, an old video. This is an old video actually from like 11 years ago, but I still found it entertaining enough to go over. And it's a single mom and her 15 children on welfare. That's right. Single mom and her 15 children on welfare. Then we have the celebrity junk, which is O'Shea Duke Jackson's uh second channel, I think probably has more. Um, and that video is called single moms in big cities are complaining that the dating market is trash, right? So we got some shit to go over. I really don't want to waste time. I'll tell you that. So we're going to go over a couple of stats real quick. And these stats is from an article. Hopefully this doesn't start playing It's from an article. Single motherhood has grown so common in America. Okay, you faggot cocksucker. All right, so anyway, this article is from singlemotherguide.com. All right, now you can read.
6: Now you can do it. Jesus. Single motherhood has grown so common in America that today 80% of single parent families are headed by single mothers, nearly a third live in poverty. SingleMotherGuide.com, Updated on the 2nd of February 2023 Once largely limited to poor women and minorities, single motherhood is now becoming the new norm. This prevalence is due in part to the growing trend of children born outside marriage, a societal trend that was virtually unheard of decades ago. According to 2022 U.S. Census Bureau, four out of about 11 million single-parent families with children under the age of 18, nearly 80% were headed by single mothers. Yikes. About four out of 10 children were born to unwed mothers. One nearly two-thirds were born to mothers under the age of 30. To today, one in four children under the age of 18, a total of about 13 million, are being raised without a father. Around half, 51.4% of single mothers have never married, almost a third, 29.3% are divorced, 19.2% are either separated or widowed. Six half have one child, 30% have two. About two thirds are white, one third black. At any one time, about two thirds of single mothers are working outside the home, a slightly greater share than the share of married mothers who are also working outside the home, However, only half were employed full-time all year long, a quarter 25.9% were jobless the entire year. What a mess! Seven among those who were laid off or looking for work, (laughs) less than a quarter 22.4% received unemployment benefits. What the? If a single mother is able to work, her earning power still lags significantly compared with men's, about 82 cents to a $1 for the same job leaving a wage gap of 18 cents on the dollar. Eight. The wage disparities are even greater for women of color, African American women earn only 64 cents, while Hispanic and Latinas fare worse, being paid just 56 cents on the dollar. Single mothers earn income that place them well below married mothers in the income ladder. The gap between the two groups is significantly large, The median income for families led by a single mother in 2020 was about $51,168, well below the $106,921 median for married couples. Out of more than 10 million low-income working families with children, 39% were headed by single working mothers or about 4.1 million. The proportion is much higher among African Americans, 65%, compared with whites, 36%. Only one-third of single mothers received any child support, and the average amount these mothers received was only about $286 a month. Single mothers are much more likely to be poor than married couples. The poverty rate for single mother families in 2020 was 23.4%, nearly five times more than the rate, 4.7%, for married couple families. 11. Among children living with mother only, 38.1% lived in poverty. In contrast, only 7.5% of children in two-parent families were counted as poor. Families headed by women of color fared even worse. Nearly two in five 35% of black female-headed families lived in poverty, Hispanic 34%, white 26%, and Asian 22%. What the... Among all other ethnic groups, Native American female headed families with children had the highest poverty rate. More than 2 in 5, 43% lived in poverty. Almost one third, 24.3% of single mother families were food insecure, 12 about one ninth, 11.7% used food pantries, one third spent more than half their income on housing which is generally considered the threshold for severe housing cost burden. Families headed by single mothers are among the poorest households, more than a third lived in poverty, and as such, are extremely vulnerable to homelessness. Aye, aye, aye. Among all homeless families nationwide, about two thirds, 60%, were headed by single women with children, Representing 21% of the total homeless population, nearly half were African-Americans, 49%. Yikes. A majority, 62% of SNAP households with children were single mother households. Yikes. Only 11% received cash benefits from TANF. Mm. Though a small percentage, they represent more than 90% of all TANF families. Mm. Among children with single mothers, 38% 38% get food stamps and 62% don't. Roughly two thirds received free or reduced price meals. Only 8.5% of children in single mother families received TANF. 13. Even for those who did receive assistance, the amount was far less than the minimum they'd need to, to stave off hardship, like hunger, homelessness, and utility cutoffs. Ayayay. Ayayay. TANF benefit levels for a family of three, as of 2020, were less than 30% of the poverty line in 33 states in the District of Columbia, and above 50% in none. Single mothers often spend over half of their income on housing expenses and a third on child care, leaving them with less money for educational expenses. Without financial aid, single mother students have little or no means to contribute financially to their educational expenses. One third graduated with a college degree, while one sixth had not completed high school. The majority of single mothers in the United States are separated, divorced or widowed, and they work more hours and yet have higher poverty rates than single mothers in other high income countries. This is due to the fact that many employed single mothers are earning poverty wages. About 40% of U.S. single parents were employed in low-wage jobs and often had no access to paid leave.
3: So, there you have it. Yikes. (laughs) Aye, aye, aye. So, back to the question of this episode, right? Are single mothers big business? And if so, how? The answer is yes. Single mothers are big business to the government via welfare. LBJ knew what the fuck he was doing. Lyndon B. Johnson knew what the fuck he was doing. Okay. And he was talking about what his plans and what what opportunities little handouts that he was giving the blacks during that time, he said those niggers are going to be voting Democratic for the next 200 years. Hasn't been 200 years yet, but he's been um, pretty accurate, unfortunately. Welfare is by far the biggest business when it comes to single mothers by the government. But let's go into the video portion of this episode. I don't know which video is going to pop up first. But we got, once again, the Asian Republican. Single mom and her 15 children on welfare. And we have the celebrity junk with single moms in big cities are complaining that the dating markets is trash all right so let me get rid of that voice app let me go on this playlist here where the fuck are we oh here we are No, that ain't it did i set
5: this up yeah i did what the Good evening. I'm Pete. I'm Gail Searens. Thank you for joining us this evening. One mother and twelve young children. They have no food, no clothes, no shoes, and no place to go after getting evicted. The Tampa. What a mess!
3: (laughs) Uh, I'm not laughing at the children. Um, It's just the situation. Um, But yeah, let's continue
5: mom says she's asked for help but to no avail did the system fail her that's what eight on your side wants to know news channel a chef patterson is in our tampa newsroom with a story that has many different turns jeff
4: indeed it does gail angel adams says her children are a gift from god but now she needs help caring for them adams is blaming the hillsborough county sheriff's office child protection team and others for her problems
2: in my case, I haven't been in my life six
4: months, and I'm homeless. 37-year-old Angel Adams blames the system for her problems. What? A system of...
3: It has the nerve to have the name Angel. You know where you we're know at
4: at the end times. This is some wicked shit. Social service agencies trying to help her. Adams has 15 children, 12 who are now living with her in this small motel room. While we were in the room, the children had no food available, no shoes. And Adam says they haven't had a change of clothes in more than three days.
3: Where's child services at? They need to get those children away from that mother as soon as possible. The government, but no, the government, you know, rather just throw them some shekels. They stay in one fucking place. They don't do nothing. She ain't got shit, but she got time to make all those goddamn kids, man. Absolutely despicable. And unfortunately, I'm not trying to be funny and being facetious when I say this, but every single one of those children are cursed. Under that mother, every single one of those children are cursed, unfortunately. And at all them kids, how many fathers do you think are present in any of those lives? Well, she's trying to get a bag. She's trying to get some money, so she ain't. She ain't gonna say that she's talking to any of the baby's fathers, because you know, she still needs to get that income. But look at this shit! What a mess! child, child, uh, diapers, whatever these services are, we need them right away. Well, this, like I said, this, this video is 11 years old. So there should have been some sort of agency that came in and took those kids away, gave those kids a better opportunity. You know what I mean? give those kids a better opportunity like i said those those 12 it says 15 kids says 15 in the title but those uh, 11 12 kids they're all cursed unfortunately because of the mother you bring a child into the world and, and and squalor And talk about you're oppressed. No, you oppressed your children living in the conditions that you live in, not being responsible, being irresponsible, making irrational decisions, sleeping around, being a hoe. Right. That's 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 y'all solution. Right. And see, I get it when 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 niggas talk about this, like. And really think about it, like, yo, we we as blacks, we really, we really glorify shit like this, or at the very least, we normalize it. Over, over three kids, let alone 11, 12 kids, no shoes, nothing to eat. And this woman complaining for handouts. This is the type of shit where if whites looked at this and made fun of it and laughed, I I would probably join them, respectfully. I would probably join them. This is some stereotypical shit right here.
4: A concerned employee of the motel called us after seeing her plight. Landlords recently evicted Adams and her children from this Tampa apartment after discovering she was living there with her 12 children. The kids (laughs) get the fuck out of here. (laughs) Clothes, books, toys, and furniture are now out on the curb. Picked over by scavengers. Scavengers say
3: they scavenge I'm dead, bro. I'm dead. Yo. <laughs> kicked over by scavengers.
0: get the fuck out
4: of here. <laughs> Ample warning to Adams. Warnings they say she chose to ignore. We tried to help them, and oh. and, and
2: um,
3: oh, no. I think several other agencies, you know, with paying of her rent her and, and no, the paying no, no, of her no, no, utilities no, 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 and no, stuff. No, 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 no. y'all should have stepped up and took those kids away from that life. That's what y'all should have done. Leave that bitch where she at. She made those fucking irrational decisions. The children shouldn't have to grow up like that. It's like I said, we didn't. These, these children don't ask to be in this world. In a lot of cases, in a lot of circumstances, irrational women making irrational decisions out of pocket behavior And this is the result. Multiple babies, multiple baby daddies, no way of taking care of them. The man's the problem. The government's the problem, even though they'll get handouts and get everything from the government. Who wants nothing more but to keep them where they're at? Motherfuckers really be talking about oppression and shit today. This shit really bothers me. Bitch can go out there and have multiple babies, have the government take care of every single one of them. And you know, a lot of these women, they take the money for themselves. Despicable. They take a lot of the money for themselves. They sit back and complain. Oh, well, if a real man was present, I wouldn't be in the situation I was in. Well, if you wasn't a dumbass and decided to suck and fuck the first person that gave you some attention, you wouldn't be in the situation that you're in raising a bastard child. (laughs) Let's face it. Let's face it. Let's face it. And society teams up with these fucking out-of-pocket women. Oh, well, you know, a lot of men can't handle strong single mothers. I've heard that before. I'll, I've heard it in real life and burst out laughing. That's how little I care about it. Little, while I don't know where this shit was at, but now, now that it's coming back to me, it was jeez it's definitely over 10 years ago i was i was definitely in my 20s then probably mid mid probably early to mid 20s and i don't know where this was at but it could have been the mall it could have been like a store it had to be somewhere like that because it was nobody that i personally talked to say say no shit like this but it was a woman it was a woman and the bitch, the bitch was at um a fucking cashier. She was at the register. All right, it's coming together now. The bitch was at the fucking register talking to some other fat bitch. These just fat, sad women, man. Sit back and just talk about misery all day. And men are the cause of it. That's all it is. No self accountability, nothing. So anyway, they're they're talking. And the woman said something like, I swear, man, a lot, of, a lot of these men can't handle strong single mothers. And I literally burst out laughing. I was, all, I was either messaging, I was on my phone looking at something or messaging someone. And when I heard that, I just burst out laughing. The only thing that saved me was the fact that I was looking at my phone so they didn't think anything of it. I just remembered, I was like, yo, this is absolutely insane. Now society teams up with these raggedy ass women and blame men for not stepping up. Forget the man that knocked you up. Forget the fact that your child is not going to have a father and you're looking for a substitute. Forget that, right? Like I said, forget accountability for women in these situations. You can just rip it up, throw it out the fucking window. They don't have any. Zero. Zero. But I just remember, like, I remember that situation now. Now that I think about it, it was Walmart. It was Walmart. That's where I was at. Yep. Incredible. The shit you see at Walmart, the shit you hear at Walmart. Walmart. Um, You know, did more than their
4: part. But Adam says her life didn't start to fall apart until social service agencies got involved. Her fiancé, Gary Brown Sr., the man who fathered 10 of her 15 children, was arrested, Um, and Adam says she was left with nothing.
3: All right, so he fathered 10. I'll give him credit. (laughs) I almost want to give the woman credit, too, but I'm not going to. So 10 of those all right, so <laughs> Jesus. So one guy is responsible for 10 of those kids. Now, I made a reference earlier saying that I guarantee you there's a good chance that she has no contact with any of the fathers. Well, one father has like, what was what that, like over 90% of the kids? That's fucking crazy. And he gets arrested. You know, these whites they talk about these stories they get a kick out of it and i don't i don't consider them racist for finding this shit funny cuz i find it funny i watched one of my favorite movies last night I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of this movie a lot of you guys will be surprised of what movie i'm about to talk about the movie is called american history x and like i said it's probably in my opinion One of my favorite movies when it comes to the message of the movie. Yeah, everybody, anybody can have a second chance. Even the worst people on planet Earth, the Nazis, they are the worst people on planet Earth. Worse than the blacks, worse than MS-13, worse than the cartel, Nazis. Mass genocide. Okay, Auschwitz. Um, the concentration camps, the most wicked and evil people on earth, whites, and this is what I don't get about these so-called, like, I mean, goose-stepping Nazi motherfuckers, right? You're in this country, you're in this country, the United States of America, whether people want to admit it or not, probably just from my way of thinking, you know, the best country that I know of, where you'll pretty much see anybody and everybody in the United States of America compared to everyone else. But anyway, <clears throat> I forgot the fuck I was even talking about. Something with the United States. Oh, well, fuck it. I'll get back to it when I think of it.
2: Don't have any clothes. Uh people been donating food just around here, just helping me out with food,
3: and I don't have anything. We call
4: the Department of Children and
3: Families. If people are helping you out with clothes and food, how do you not have anything? I mean what the fuck? Like I said, if 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 our government really cared, our government would have took the children away soon as possible. That child, that that mother is not fit to raise one child, let alone 13 more, 14 more, whatever the fuck.
4: To see what they've been doing to help. DCF says Hillsborough Kids Incorporated has been helping by paying Adam's rent, even providing her paying furniture. Rent. Adam paying says rent. it isn't.
3: Paying rent, giving out furniture? What does that sound like? That just sounds like a regular hoe. Let's be real. That sounds like a regular ass hoe. That's a regular ass hoe. That's a gold digging bitch today. Bitch want to get her. Bitch wants you to get her nails done the first time you meet her. Uh, wants you to take her to the mall. All types of unrealistic expectations. that have absolutely no value to match. Disgusting. I'm about to grab something to drink real quick. This is like a 10 minute video. I'm just going to let it play. I'll be right back.
2: Ah. Somebody needs to pay. For all my
4: children,
2: and my and Gary, all our suffering, all our Somebody needs to be held accountable, and
4: they need to pay. DCF regional director Nick Cox wanted to see for himself the situation that Adams now finds herself in. I know there's some help that can come in your way, but what I'm concerned about right now is I
1: want to make sure number one that for the for for right now, you know, all of you and your kids don't belong in that one room.
4: Tonight, Angel Adams and her 12 children are in a much better place. After Nick Cox, who is the regional director of the Department of Children and Families, got involved, he found a temporary home at a kids' place in Brandon for the family. DCF says they will sit down with Adams and a team of case management workers to determine the best way to move forward to help her. And the children, Gail.
5: All right, Jeff. Hillsborough Kids Incorporated is a support agency that works for the Department of Children and Families. A spokesperson for HKI says they've been trying to work with Adams for months to help, even paying eight hundred dollars a month in rent for several months, trying to help her get back. she has her been feet. given has given birth to fifteen children. She was living with twelve of those children in a small two-bedroom hotel room. She also angered a lot of you with her attitude. Today, Angel Yuli Adams was back in Hillsborough Court, and again, surprised everyone. News Channel's Jeff Patterson has covered this story for for us from the very beginning and joins us now with his very latest development, Jeff.
4: Gail, Angel Yuli Adams was sent to jail last week for contempt of court when she refused to tell the judge whether she was pregnant. Today, Angel finally answered the question.
2: I'm just a single mom with 12 minor children.
4: When we first met Angel Adams, she was living in a small motel room with 12 of her 15 children, ranging in age from 11 years to six months. And she was angry at the system.
2: Somebody needs to pay all all my
4: children. DCF Regional Director Nick Cox stepped in and moved Angel and her children to a kid's place in Brandon as a temporary home. But Angel remained defiant. In court last week, Hillsborough County Judge Tracy Sheehan asked Angel a pointed question at a status hearing. Are you pregnant? Sheehan demanded to know because she was concerned Adams had been with a man in front of the children at the motel room or in a small two-bedroom apartment she had lived in before being evicted. Take her away, deputies. When Adams refused to answer, and sent her to jail for contempt of court. Today, at yet another hearing, Sheehan released Adams from jail.
5: I called uh, in everyone to say I have no interest in leaving her in jail. Because I think to do so just burdens the taxpayers of Hillsborough County even further.
4: Then DCF Regional Director Nick Cox updated the court on the children. They appear to be doing very well. And finally, Angel Adams spoke, surprising everyone. Um, To your question of me being pregnant, no, I am not pregnant.
2: And no, my children have not been around any men outside of their
4: father. Adams went even further, apologizing to the court and to DCF
2: and i do want to apologize to you and say i'm sorry to everybody in the room um you know i understand that these people have went out of their way to get a house for me and my
3: children, Got the the children,
4: children ha- whoa, whoa, hold
3: up hold up hold up hold up, hold
4: up. Fuck it just keep going state custody dcf is working with family members to place the children in homes with family members today the judge revealed When her children were taken away before, Adams went for 10 months without seeing them. DCF director, Nick Cox, says he hopes to work with Angel, this time to return the children to her. But he says that depends on her actions. In the Tampa Newsroom, I'm Jeff Patterson. Well,
2: last time Angel Yuli Adams was here at the Hillsborough County Courthouse, there was a shot at her kids getting out of a foster home. That's if a relative took them in. But it turns out that family member doesn't want to help her anymore.
3: Wow. This yellow East
2: Tampa home is a place some family members say is big enough to house 12 kids. There was a chance that Angel Yuli Adams' one dozen children could get out of foster care and stay here with her brother, Joe. A of hard times when the state come in and, and the judge and DCF, they came in and brought a lot of mess, you know, and all different allegations against her. But before then, Angel was doing great on her own. Adams' sister, Mary Gibson, lives next door <laughs> to Job and told us state authorities are being hard on the woman. I've won my cases and I still don't have my children. We're tired. The family is tired. Just give us back our family. In courtroom 308, Judge Tracy Sheehan
3: might have You got to be realistic and you got to be harsh about this situation, right? If she was more responsible as a woman, she wouldn't be in the situation she's in. She wouldn't be dealing with the state. But because she is irresponsible with her decision making, she is going to be irresponsible as a mother. And therefore, you're gonna have issues. You asked me, they should have got they should have got those kids out of that situation as soon as they heard about it.
2: The decision on whether Adams' children could go live with Uncle Joe. The
0: paraphrase by Uncle Joe is that they don't feel bad. Mother is willing to make any changes.
5: Sounds oh, about right. Listen to anybody that's willing
3: to help her. Sounds I hope about right. John didn't show up. Sounds about right. Problematic. Argumentative. She reasons with lies instead of reason with logic. A lot of women reason with lies instead of reason with logic. Okay? Now, I'm going to ask the question again. Are single mothers big business? Yes. Through welfare, government programs. Welfare and other government programs. Now, of course, there's a limit to everything. What did that woman expect? A mansion? You think these people are going to give you a mansion for being irresponsible? But then again, in this society... Uh, Society tends to award women from bad behavior. Men are penalized through their bad behavior, but women are awarded for their bad behavior. Celebrating the single motherhood only in the terms that you're strong and independent, but what about the child? The child needs a two-parent household. In order to be, in order to have a chance and being productive, that's just the truth.
2: Because after a visit with the kids, he's now too upset with his sister to help out, authorities say.
0: When they got to the home, the, uh, the mother basically just put there, offered no assistance in
1: getting
2: Adams's lawyer says the mom is doing what she can to get her kids back.
1: And, Your Honor, the mom would let me update you. Know, she's uh, still sick, trying to uh, get a place for her
4: and the children, and with like all the assistance she yeah. can.
2: Outside the courtroom, one of the dads spoke to us the kids get place you know a good home but adams walked away with no comment huh. bye-bye adams's next court date is set for next month meantime as for her kids of the 15 the oldest three well they're old enough to take care of themselves as for the younger dozen well for now as she continues to fight for them they're gonna have to stay in- so
3: this started off 11 years ago and it's the same story throughout the years Yo, that's crazy her home, ...a unique one
2: in Brandon, where they get to stay together, and she can go visit them if that visit is supervised and if they know ahead of time she's coming. Live in downtown Tampa, Elizabeth Den. She's tonight for the mother of 15 children, 12 of whom are minors. She was jailed for being in contempt of court when she wouldn't tell the judge if she was <laughs> pregnant again or wow. identify who was around her children.
3: She belongs to the streets. What a mess! What the? <laughs> Yo, yeah, this is a certified hood booger. This is a certified hood booger. This is hood rat royalty. What a mess. Seriously. Despicable. That's fucking crazy.
2: Fox 14's Warnelli says Angel Adams is out now, but she's further away from getting her children back. Mm
0: Last time we saw Angel Adams, she was getting out of jail on contempt charges. judge releasing her because all 12 of her minor children are now in protective custody. I had no interest in leaving her in jail. Adams had already made headlines for lambasting social workers for not doing enough after they gave her thousands in assistance and arranged a new home. And now more trouble only a day after Adams' release from jail police had to be called. Deputies say Adams and her sister in front of the children became profane and abusive with shelter workers. Court papers say Adams got angry when a social worker referred to herself as the children's house mother. The judge repeated Adams' word. Well, she your mama and who the f- do you think you are having them call you mom? Is that what she said? <laughs> my client and I sing it, Your Honor. person in front of the kids? Well, they must back and forth. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Then in front of a small army of social workers and lawyers, Adams hedged on visiting the kids in front of a psychiatrist. Your Honor, my client's is just concerned that the more that she does, the more the department wants her, her to, to, uh, to
2: do in order to get her children back. But, you know, it's always one more thing, Ms. Adams. Uh, it's not like, let's make a deal over here. You don't want to visit. With our rules, you don't visit.
0: Social Your workers, parents, while telling the judge, they filed the paperwork to make Adams' two youngest children dependents of the state. Or Fox
3: 13 News.
2: And deputies say Adams has been banned from the shelter where her children <laughs> are staying. They say she and her sister.
3: What a mess, man. What a failure, guys. What a failure. Seriously. What a mess. Another ex- another example, guys, of a female failure. Wow. Absolutely despicable. Government giving her thousands of dollars. Government offering to give her a house, and it's all bad. They should just take it all away. I know that sounds extreme, but I I really came to a revelation. Our culture is being poisoned, but our culture has been poisoned by others that tell us what is cool and what is not cool. That is why you don't see, you know, a lot of intellectual blacks talk about what's really going on. When you got welfare... And you know where welfare comes from. You know how it was put into place and what it was actually meant to do. It says a lot. You silence the black men by incarcerating them. Child support. Um, You know, welfare benefits. You get the man out of the household. The young boys are raised by their mothers, they identify with their mothers, so they become their mothers. They become emotional, unstable, weak, argumentative, problematic. Just like their mama. So it's a, it's a, it's a goddamn shame. And you would think, well, the government's doing what they can. Yeah, but you got to understand the government, you know, they're not they're not for us either. Especially the black man, the black woman, sure. They'll give some handouts, second chances, fifth chances, 20th chances. They go a little harder on blacks. But at the same time, you don't see a lot of black men in serious, problematic situations. For the most part, as a single father, you don't hear about it a lot, but you hear about it a lot with women. Like I said, you got these women, hood rat royalty. They don't got shit. They've been taught, and it's what what do you think happens to to those in terms where? they're comfortable getting what they get. You think they want to get a job? You think they want to get a career? You think they want to do something better? No, because they're used to getting handouts. So every other opportunity they get into, whether it's a job or a school, they expect to get certain special treatment. And they realize it's the world. It's it's the real world, you're going to have to compete. And in a lot of situations, I'm not going to say every situation, because there are there are discriminations out there, but for the most part, it's made a best man win. Good time when you look at the statistics and education, you begin to realize that uh, before before welfare, for example, before welfare, during the Jim Crow era, um, black families were together. Black babies weren't getting aborted as much as they are getting aborted today. It's as if we sacrifice this. And these women made a plan or whatever deal with the government. You know, as long as they can sacrifice men, they can sacrifice the baby's father, get him out of the picture to get benefits, and sacrifice the baby before even getting paid. And they'll take care of it. Planned Parenthood is in every every fucking black community. Right? But I don't want to get too based. I don't want to come off as a coon, right? <laughs> uh, but seriously, uh, they should they should tone down welfare and just get rid of it. I'm sick and tired of it. Then, then black folks get mad. Black folks who, who aren't on welfare, black folks who work. Y'all get mad at what I'm saying, knowing it's true. You just don't want to admit it. You'll only be able to reason with it if you see whites on welfare, if you see whites in poverty and because whites are pretty much the majority of the population in this country, it is safe to say that there is a good amount of whites who are in poverty. It's just we are the 13 percent of the the country's population. They have to see whites in poverty to understand it. Like, no, we got to be honest. You go, you go to these low income low income areas. What do you see? A lot of a lot of liquor stores. Planned Parenthood is somewhere scattered. You know what I'm saying? It, typical shit. And I think yeah, that shit is designed to keep black men down, or well, to keep black men out of the picture, but to keep black people, um, pretty much on a string you're a puppet you're the government's puppet so when they tell you to tap dance y'all y'all a lot of y'all on the left y'all be the ones tap dancing it's not the conservatives it's not the blacks who are who are doing that it's a lot of those on the left those people say jump and y'all niggas say how high because y'all are controlled i'm not i'm not so when you go to these income these low-income areas, you see little opportunity for youth, right? Lack of mentorship, lack of, of, of guidance from anybody. Single mother households, connect the dots. What do you got there? Gangs come from that, especially from the boys who are going out there who want to be men, who want to see men. And, and not see and deal with their nagging-ass mother all the goddamn time. You know what I'm saying? So where did they go? They turned the streets. And our society, or our culture, black culture, is a lack of culture. Or our communities is a lack of unity. Right? So much so, that, of course, if you choose to become educated or if you choose to educate yourself or you choose to think outside of the box, you're, you're singled out. Our culture pretty much glorifies negativity constantly, and then they'll cover it up as just entertainment. Well, if it's just entertainment, let's hear some more political thoughts. Let's hear something that can actually get us consistent money rather than just a temporary bag, a shitty 360 record deal or a fucking basketball contract, black people are more than that. We're more than that. Sometimes we choose to can we choose to keep each other down and restrict each other from reaching our full potential. So when you look at when you look at the whole demographic of welfare and what effects it has on black families. It says a lot. Right? Because like I said, that 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 single mother was expecting more. She and what, what what is that, guys? Entitlement. Like I said. The destruction of women. E V E. Entitlement, vanity, and expectations. Entitlement. She she felt entitled to more money from the government that shouldn't have gave that bitch nothing to begin with. Should have locked her ass up for having that much that many fucking kids and not being able to take care of them. But that's just from my point of view. Oh, that's a Coon sellouts point of view. Fine, cool. Get sick and tired of seeing this shit. You think the news, you think the news care about this shit? These folks are laughing their ass off as they should. And these be the same people that say people, black black women and black people in situations like that, Will say a black man like me is a coon, but you the one out here acting the ass and putting on a fucking minstrel show for these white folks. Get the fuck out of here. A fucking embarrassment, man. But like I said, the government make a business off of you. Turns you into resources but we're all resources in this country, but they really utilize you. <clears throat> they use you to destroy the black community. They use you to destroy the black family. Unfortunately. But anyway, let's move on to O'Shea Duke Jackson, AKA the Celebrity Junk, as he talks about single mothers complaining about the dating market.
1: What's good, everybody? It's your boy, O'Shea Duke Jackson, back at it again with another episode of The Celebrity Junk. So guys, I have noticed a trend, especially in black social media sectors. (laughs) Black. And I'll be specific, the dating people.
3: Look, I gotta, I gotta, I, 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 I came to this conclusion. Like I said, I mentioned this earlier. Now I actually remember what I'm talking about. I was talking about American History X, one of my favorite movies, right? Um, uh, Edward Norton. Uh, I think it's Edward Norton. Could be. You know, the famous curb stomp, you know, bite the curb type shit. It's a good movie. All right? You know, and it's a movie that's about redemption, right? And people from both sides of the track can redeem themselves right and can better themselves and become more open minded and stop thinking one sided and it was i was talking about the nazis right like they're the worst people on the planet earth worst group of people there's not one person that's going to disagree that's the best part about it i can say that to a jew he'll shake his head yes I can say that to a black person. They'll probably say, yeah, you're right. Say that to a white person. Yeah, correct. Right. Nazis are the worst people ever, but there's a group of whites that um, still go along with this belief of, you know, Nazism. And my question is, how do you consider yourself a real American? When you have a symbol, well, for one, the, the swastika I already talked about the origins of that, but you got a flag. You represent a flag. You represent a human being, Adolf Hitler, scum, right? And you still call yourself a real American. But then I said to myself, this realization from watching the movie again, because like I said, I watched, I saw that like as soon as I got home from work. So I watched American History X from like, I don't know, like 11. And it made me think like, you know, nationalism outside of color and I've said it before it's it's natural that if you're born in this country, you know you should be proud of it with, with the opportunity that we have regardless of who you are. but it's it's the color in terms of not not nationality because if it's nationality, then we're all Americans. If it's nationality, right? If it's nationalism, we're just proud to be Americans. But when you add the color shit to it, then it gets out of pocket. Because really, if you think about it, white supremacy, black supremacy, white supremacy, black supremacy, um, uh, white, supremacy, black supremacy uh, white nationalism, and black nationalism are both illogical. I'm going to say that again. Black supremacy and white supremacy are white nationalism and black nationalism is illogical. I'm going to explain why right now. So white nationalism, white supremacy, which are mostly skinheads and shit, how can you be a nationalist when you represent a regime that wanted to destroy the nation, which is the United States of America, and you represent Germany, the Nazis of Germany, the Third Reich? How can you consider yourself a nationalist? Now, blacks. Blacks in this country want to connect themselves to Africa so fucking bad without having any information of what country within the continent of Africa that they come from. So you got blacks in this country that say that they're superior, but they know nothing about the motherland of Africa. They know nothing about the the slave trade in Libya. They know nothing about those names. So both both if, if if it's not nationalism, if it's not everybody as an American, then it's nothing. Then this is not the United States of America. The states can never be united. The people can never be united. If you're taking something from another continent that you've never been to, the whites, European Americans, and I said, if people use African American, then I'm using European American, right? But like I said, that it all it makes perfect sense, right? So white nationalists believe that, you know, the whites are superior, pretty much eugenic, um, Adolf Hitler esque type of rhetoric, right? Um, Anti Semitic, um, Anti-anti-white, if that makes sense. Anti-anti-white. That's what they represent. But they don't even have their real thoughts because their thoughts come from Adolf Hitler. And then you'll have the blacks, black nationalism, black supremacy. With them, it's about Africa. It's not even about them acknowledging themselves as Americans. They want to get rid of their quote unquote slave name. So it's all two groups of people on two completely opposite sides that both use ideology or belief systems from a continent outside of the United States of America, but consider themselves nationalists and superior in the country. Make it make sense. Very based conversation, by the way. I just, I felt that I needed to address that.
1: Of the black social media sector. The black. If you go to places like Facebook or Instagram or even in YouTube, you will see primarily black women, uh, usually those who are over 30 or 35 or even 40, complain about the dating pool in their respective cities. Now, I'm going to play a small clip here of a young lady from Kendra G show who is a 30-year-old woman with a 14- and a 2-year-old child (laughs) complaining about the dating sector. 14-year-old and 2-year-old.
3: 30. Complaining about men on a dating
1: app. And you have a 14-year-old and a 2-year-old and this is usually about black men in her own city.
2: Okay, what's your name again? Mia. Uh, You've been here before, though, right? Yeah. yeah. So what do you want to say? Because I feel like you came back on to say something. <laughs> I did not like that lineup. Like, I don't know what is going on. Like, maybe I need an out-of-towner or something because it, I didn't like the lineup. And then some of the Chicago men, it's just, no,
3: like... Mm-mm. All right. And, you- and, there, and there you have it. She's complaining about the lineup. Now, I wonder what those women would think about her. Because then again, she does have a 14-year-old and a 2-year-old. A whole fucking teenager, guys. Even if a guy were just to say, fuck it, you know, uh, she seems friendly enough. She's this and that. You know, the kid might be like 2, 3, maybe 4, 5 years old. And he feels that he's capable of dealing with that. Cool. For a man to just jump in... Say, oh, this woman seems interesting. Oh, but you have a 14-year-old and a 2-year-old. Yeah, I can't do it. And you come in with no humility whatsoever. No accountability, no humility. Not self-aware of anything going on. Besides the wonderful fantasy in her head. She's still looking for, you know, six-figure nigga.
1: Disgusting. Heard that. Most women that are single moms are also saying it. But I want to deal with this particular screenshot of this young woman. Um, we'll blur her name out. And she says this. Dating in NYC is like digging in the trash. Then another guy says, then dating Jersey. will blur his name out, uh, name out. And she'll say that's like having a yeast infection. So another lady says dating in Dallas is trash. I give up. This other lady says exactly how it is for people in L.A. And I thought that was very interesting. But then I saw you wonder why
3: you ever thought about why they feel that way. Can it have something to do with men no longer caring about a woman's expectations? Does it have anything to do with men going their own way? Does it have anything to do with the
1: passport bros? oh this particular post here and she says this my kids are 15 10 and 5 15 they're growing and five. people i'm not holding their hand or calling them i show and teach them right for wrong this world is cruel very very cruel and I will not have them growing up thinking that they can depend on whoever, whenever, because that's not the case. So, I'll, And see, that's a terrible way to, to raise a child. But that's that's
3: pretty much the product that comes from a single mother, that entitlement. Unfortunately, that's that's pretty much how the cookie crumbles. and And, and it's sad. For the child's sake, for the women, they're just delusional. I don't feel sorry for them. They, they just have to live with the irrational decisions that they've made. The child, uh, that's a fucked
1: up situation. Let's deal with that. Right? And so, again, this person, this particular person, has the unmitigated gall to call the dating pool trash when this person has a child. 15. Wow. 10. 5. Okay? Now, that doesn't make them a bad person and it doesn't make them trash, but we can assume that these kids are at least by two different people. Okay. so if you're a single mom and you have three kids by two different or even three different guys and then you complain about the guys in the dating pool being trash, then what does that really tell me? Guys, it's very simple what it tells me. It tells me that these women actually believe that are in these same situations that they have a lot to offer guys and that they are settling for less. That's right. They don't believe that having children or being over a certain age, that you know, that's that's inconsequential. That doesn't relate to them. They're exempt from that. But the case is... That's not the truth, right? And it goes to show you that women don't really understand where where they are rel- you know, relative to others in the dating market and what other men really think about them as far as... Self-awareness.
3: I already mentioned it. Self-awareness.
1: They're delusional.
3: They're delusional. It's not even... The fact that they have kids right and they still expect to find a guy that they were looking for before the kids that should already tell you they're not aware and they don't care they don't care about being aware they live on a fucking
1: fantasy serious relationships Then it might be completely different if a guy wants to talk to you and go out on a date or two or maybe have even have sex with you and it's a much different commitment than a man wanting to you know, take care of you, possibly three kids that ain't his, and then possibly investing into a family that's already created and then taking that family to the next level and then supporting that family as a man who doesn't know these children. This is what you're getting at. What they're getting at is something they don't want to admit. Water seeks its own level unfortunately that is the case and many people don't like it i I get it but the people who do the most complaining about dating pools and trash being in the dating pools i'll tell you who those people typically are those are the people who may be the trash themselves and the thing is this while women are calling people trash in the dating pool you've never asked the other side what they think Primarily black men, because when they're saying trash in the dating pool, they're not talking about white people. They're not talking about Asian people. They're talking about black men. But let's talk about who really is the trash in the dating pool. Let's let black men tell you what they feel is a trash in the dating pool. Or do you really want to hear it? Because if you hear it, are you going to be upset? Are you going to try to, like, you know, say this person doesn't love themselves? Are you going to then try to say that this person hates women or that this person don't respect their mother? What are you going to say when you hear the other side of the story of a man who meets a woman with four kids by four different men? And she may be like, you know, I don't know, like 300 pounds. And she works at Amazon and they live with their mom. And this person is asking for her for him to not have sex with her until she gets married to him <laughs> or until he marries her. Right. You're going to think that that's delusional. And most likely it is delusional because it doesn't make a lot of sense. See, guys go through that all the time. Men go through that on dating profiles. Men go through rude dating profiles. They go through rude behaviors wherever they go dealing with the dating pool and this is why you have so many guys who don't even deal with the dating pool in america anymore if they can get away they're going to different places as for some guys are going to dominican republic some guys are going to Colombia. some guys are working on their skills so they can just afford to go to Colombia somewhere else because the reality is that the people who are calling people trash in the dating pool are more than likely to be the trash themselves The ones who complain about the dating pool are probably the ones that are who is a trash or who is a trash themselves. Why? Because this is what they can get. If you keep running into trash, it is quite likely the reason why is that you're attracting those kind of people. There you go. Because the guy You are what you attract.
3: You are what you attract. Women, these, a lot of these 304s who talk about men ain't shit, niggas ain't shit, et cetera, et cetera. She's saying that from experience, from dealing with niggas who ain't shit. So once again, what
1: does that make her? A bitch who ain't shit. That you want who might be on Wall Street now or who might be in the NBA. He's not even thinking about you. See, it's, it's different to tell men that. You know, because when guys are broke and don't have anything, and, you know, let's say you're a fat guy, you're like 44, you're balding, and you're talking about, man, uh, this is trash, these girls are stuck up, they won't talk to nobody. woman will be like, what do you think you deserve? You're fat, you're ugly, and you're broke, and you live with your mom. Yikes. Why would any beautiful woman want to talk to you? It's totally okay to sell a man that, because it's normal, right? You need to get your ass up, invest in yourself, and work on yourself, Right? Absolutely, it is completely okay to tell a man that it's just some it's just much different if the reverse is true. If you're a woman that you know might not be as desirable as you think you are, and the when the rabbit has the gun, that's 80% of women.
3: That's a that's 80% of the women who chase the 20% of men.
1: It's now considered hate speech. That's just the situation. A lot of women are not even looking to give guys a chance that might be there because they're calling all of them trash. And there might be some guys who are not trash, but because those guys are not who you think you deserve, they're trash. Well, those guys might even be better than you. And you should be lucky for some of those guys who might actually care about you and actually might have something going on and might actually give you a chance. It's not selling for less. That guy actually probably, you don't even deserve to talk to him. But you know what? As men, we're supposed to accept anything, and it's just not true. And I don't, and I don't, I don't get how ladies are calling somebody's trash in the dating pool when this guy has to come in, give you money, take care of the kids. You're not—that's not his. Deal with the baby daddy drama that you got going on. There you go. And you think the guy's supposed to put up with that? You're only trash if you won't put up with mediocrity. That's the name of the game. But guys, what do you think? Is your boy O'Shea Duke Jackson? Back at it again with another episode of the celebrity junk I appreciate for all that you do subscribe with the bell, Check out the first time from the top and all
3: right. So let me see something here. So I have another video here. If this is the video that I think it is, then I might play this as well. I don't think it is though. Oh never mind, it is. But I'll play it probably next episode. I'll do something else uh tomorrow. I was actually supposed to do the MGTOW.TV video, but I'm gonna actually save that for Sunday. My plan is, with this uh, Crimson Capsule Chapel shit, is I want uh, I want to do this video. I want to do this video um, once a m- once a week. I was about to say once a month, but now I'm gonna to try to do a video once a week. It's going to be pre-recorded. That'll just be a lot easier for me. I'll most likely just drive around and talk shit. But uh, my plan, like I said, with the MGTOW.TV situation is, uh, you know, just to have another platform out there. Niggas like me can't go on YouTube. And unless they're paying me money, Unless they're paying me money, guess what I'm not doing? Um, One thing I'm not doing is censoring myself or allowing myself to be censored. That's something. Unless they are paying out of pocket. We have this much amount of money for you to not say this, that, and a third. I'm saying whatever the fuck I want to say. So I figure MGTOW.TV will just be another platform to do that. But... um, why do you think and now now that I I've seen this because I've looked up I looked up I put in single mothers on Facebook hit enter all these you know red pill content creators telling you why not to date single mothers why dating single mothers is bad, etc cetera, etc cetera. there's no wonder why these women hate the red pill they just hate it. The manosphere, they hate it. And the only women who like the manosphere and the red pill are the women who capitalize off of it. That's it. Just like, let me play this clip again real quick. This short clip, short from what I played earlier. I think this is it. Let's hope it is.
0: Women like Pearl and other ladies in the manosphere—they're—they're teaching women how to better like losers. Do you think that they're really doing that, or do you think that they're just taking advantage of weak men who just want to feel like there's a woman out there that understands them? I think kind of both, both an explanation.
4: So I don't know. I I always find female influencers,
0: regardless of what they're doing, there's always that element of hey, I want to appeal to an audience compared to a man. That drive is a little bit more than, than what a man's drive is.
1: They're always like, hey, you know, how can I feels to an audience? So a lot of it is just
3: saying
2: to men what they want to hear. There
3: Women like Pearl and... There you go. There you go. Now, obviously... Like I said, the women who the women who celebrate this red pill in the manosphere and guys waking up are pretty much the women who are married. Um, are there women trying to capitalize off the audience that is majority men? So this whole. This whole space, right, like like I said, you know, typing in single mothers on YouTube and getting all of these like red pill content creators talking about why dating single mothers is bad, et cetera, et cetera. And it's all right. I don't disagree with it. I just see why these women would resort to calling men trash because men don't want to deal with them. You're a single mother. Why would a man really come in and be willing to take care of you and your child? Like, why why would he sign up to that? Why would he sign up for it unless he's completely desperate? Unless he's completely desperate and he feels he has no other options. But then the guys and the, the thing that I disagreed with with O'Shea Duke Jackson was he was talking about how a woman has essentially the right to shame a man if a man's not enough for her. That's pretty much what he said. But it it would be considered damn near a hate crime if a man were to say, well, you're too heavy. you got to lose some weight. I'm not into heavy girls. You know, I, I choose to keep myself in shape, and I want the woman that I'm with to be in shape, right? You don't have the attraction for me in a relationship. That guy would be dragged through the mud. But then you got O'Shea telling women that, hey, You know, if a guy there is a point to it, though, because if a guy is fat, he's not doing shit. He's not making any ends meet. He's he's not even trying to do nothing with himself. How can he say women today are, you know, dating women today is trash and he's putting no effort in himself. But this goes back to like the red pill without self-development. Which is usually just a bunch of grifters that try to sell you, a course. Rather than just tell you what it is, tell you how it is. That's pretty much the red pill without self-development. And a lot of these guys, they reach that point to where, okay, they know a little bit more about the nature of women. They know a little bit more about dating and the atmosphere of that. And so they feel that they can just go in and get a bunch of bitches. And they're not putting any effort into themselves whatsoever. They're shaped like fucking trash bins. But they're going to talk about the women today are trash. I think the whole quest for bitches via the red pill, that's more from the PUA side of things. Dating coaches. Relationship coaches. Life coaches, all this shit. Um, Self-development is as a man is you taking accountability for the mistakes you've made and for the things that you've done and to be more introspective doing so as a man. Work on yourself, better yourself, for yourself. And if you feel or if you think that you want to go out there and see what's out there, you're at least in your best form, your best shape doing so. Anything outside of that is bullshit advice, right? Bullshit pickup lines, buy a t shirt, support the Patreon, support the Cash App, etc. That's all that shit is. But yeah, of course. Um I've said it before. When black women talk about men, they don't they usually don't talk about white men. They don't talk about Hispanic men, even though Hispanic's not a race. I know, I know. But, um, or better yet, Hispanic, Hispanic is a race. It's not an ethnicity, I think, but you're talking about black men. You talk about black men, most black men and dealing with those women like myself, you, you will just go to where, where you are appreciated. Go to where you are appreciated, depending on what you do, the search will um, the social circle you're around. See what else is out there, because unlike unlike black women, you won't celebrate it. I've had plenty of white girlfriends. Do I celebrate it? No, they're just white bitches. They're like, and I don't even say that offensive. They're just white women. They're nothing special. They're women, especially of the West. What you see is what you get with a lot of these women. I mean, they'll try to manipulate and they'll try to use um, guys who they think are weak minded, guys who they think they can get over on. But then there's other guys who they come across and they can see it in their eyes. Like, yeah, they're not going to fall for the bullshit. They're not going to fall for the okey doke, the flim flam. They're not going to fall for none of that. And. When that began, when that begins to happen more and more, you got situations like this, single mothers complaining about men not wanting nothing to do with them on dating apps. The dating market is trash, which the dating market is trash, let's face it, but it's trash from a man's perspective. It's more logical for a man to say that than a woman because a woman, even a single mother, will still have guys want to deal with her. It's just her not wanting to deal with those men. Then you'll have average guys who want to be in a relationship, average guys who want to be with women, and they have no access to women, especially on a dating app. So going back to the original question, are single mothers big business? Yes, they are. How? I got two more reasons for you, right? So how? Number one, you got government programs like welfare, big business for single mothers. Number two, dating apps is big business for single mothers. Three, Social media is big business for single mothers. Big business. Social media is a little different, but dating apps is is one and the same, because uh you're paying for those premium dating apps, and even though women get more capabilities, I believe, and in some cases pay less money for um subscription based uh dating apps. I believe I'm not mistaken monthly uh. Less monthly payment, some shit like that. I think it was Tender, that did that. So it's big business for them because just like dating apps, the, the purpose, you got to look at it on a business side. Why would these people that work for these dating apps want you to be in a relationship? They want you to continue swiping. They want you to go out there and find something better afterwards so you still utilize and use the dating app. OK, so they're not they're not they're not. Trying to br- They'll bring people together temporarily, but they still need usage for that app. And social media, that's just where a bitch can rant, talk her shit, re- relate to other broken, miserable women, and make money doing so. It is big business all around. Single mothers are big business. They're big business by the government, and they're big business based on society. Uh, based on society, it's bizarro world. It's clown world. Where reasonable uh, males, men of masculinity, right, they are actually being challenged to be uh, stepdaddies and, you know, step up and save a broken bitch and become a captain, save a hoe, a white knight, a simpanzee, a jabroni, a curtain jerker, a jobber, a jizz mop, a cleanup guy, you name it. And these guys will be shamed for saying no. Those guys will be shamed for saying, I don't want to date single mothers. I don't want to deal with single mothers. Those men are shamed for that. So society, when it comes to quote unquote big business in this sense, it's like, it's it's the matriarchal aspect of our society it's the fact that you know women rule the world and um you know men are obsolete and all this other shit that women can come up with it can be backed by society so even if someone a man was logical and say no y'all don't run the world y'all run your mouths a lot that guy will get criticized oh you hate women you're a misogynist Meanwhile, the bitch can't even go 20 minutes without saying niggas ain't shit, men are trash, etc. But it is what it is, man. It is what it is. So to end this off, are single mothers big business? Yes, they are. If so, how? One, welfare. Two, dating apps. Three, social media. But as I always say... It's 7 right now, so it's technically the end of another day. So in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with another edition, another episode of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Signing out. Peace.